All right. Happy New Year. Welcome 2022. It's Mike Pihoti here with Pass the Mike and my good friend Mike Gervasi. Welcome back. Happy New Year. How was your yes, two-week sir. break? Yes, sir. Happy New Year. It was great. How was yours? <laughs> yeah. uh, nice two. We COVID hit the Pihoti home, not to violate our HIPAA rights, but I just did. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it hit early in the break, and so we locked ourselves down for two weeks. And thankfully, all mild and um, everyone's healthy and super vaccinated now, I guess, with the natural... Uh, not to get all Dr. Fauci on you, but um, the the natural uh, method of um, vaccination, I guess, which we had the regular method. But uh, so that was it. So two weeks of uh, sitting in the house and watching. A, you know, thank goodness for streaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we did a lot. Did a lot of that. I got the on the thirty first. I got the warning ping from Xfinity. Warning about our data cap usage. Oh, and uh, which you you know you, it's the, the last yeah. day of the month, so yeah. we were pretty safe. But okay. still, it's. Um, I wasn't surprised at all. December's usually a pretty high streaming month anyway. So. Yeah. But other than that, great. How about yours? Did you uh, enjoy yourself? I did. My uh, my oldest is now on her last day. She also contracted it, mild symptoms, but she's good. Natalia, I love you. Uh, my youngest daughter, Melina, had already had it, so I had to make sure if I mentioned one, I mentioned the other. Yeah, but no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, unfortunately, it had to do with COVID. So. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so with that, we're back. We had a, we took a couple weeks off. However, so great I, to be here, Mike. So good to be back in the building. We're in the building, thankfully. And um, I did a little research while we were off. We I, I think we're going to prevent ourselves from ever having a big lapse like that again. I'm going to try to work ways around yeah. that, even if we can't get into the building, to use the wonderful equipment here that TV Land has. And speaking of that, um, this is Studio A down here in TV Land. Studio B, mm-hmm. Mr. Marrow, it's right over our shoulders here, all in boxes and fancy and brand new, is going to be opening up in one of the conference rooms in the library, which is going to be a great thing for Carlson students. It's going to be basically a studio, uh, you know, a studio that his students will be able to use, and that's where we're going to start moving our yep. location to. So even during the week, we don't have to worry about bothering Mr. Morrow and his time after school. Um, so that's a great thing, and we also have methods to record when we're out of the building as well, which is something we want to do um, in the future on, um, as well. So that's a, some um, good news that I used the time over the two weeks to so we wouldn't have another big lapse like this again because yeah. um, we missed it and we missed getting the content out to you guys. So that's that's where we are. We're going to kick things off like we normally do with our education segment. And since it is the first week here of 2022, I figured we'd use this time. I want to know what your personal goals are, um, education and work-related. And if you want to throw in uh, you know, a personal one, that's fine with me. I don't care. Um, what your goals are, your work-related goals are in the field of education for 2022. And also, what do you hope will be better um, in 2022 um, for the in the world of education. All right. Well, I'll start. Sorry, we'd thrown off here. I, th- I think I threw you off a little bit. My apologies. Something caught my eye here. But nonetheless, um, so, you know, the, we come back from break every year. Now we're up against it because the semester is coming to a close. And so now we really have the last few weeks to really prepare these kids for finals. And it's kind of a just it seems hectic. You never really seem to catch your bearings these last few weeks. Um, and, you know, I was watching Cobra Kai, and I'm not going to give anything away, and I didn't finish the season yet anyway, but uh, it struck me they really present kids in a very unfavorable light on that show, uh, which I guess is what makes it so interesting to watch. But, you know, if you're just a casual observer, you would think that schools are just out of control. I mean, the, you know, the way those kids act, the bullying, it's awful. And it's so not like that. I, I realize that bullying exists. I'm not 
you know, I'm not blind to it. But for the most part, I think, especially some of the stuff you see on that show, kids are not anywhere near what you see there. And so I, I kind of combined these two things and I thought about it. I'm just going to spend my, my goal is for the next I'm, minimal goal here, but for the next three weeks, enjoy these students I have because I really have very, very, very good classes. And if you don't take a moment, you just you, you really and don't stop to think about it because you lose them. And, you know, the way high school works, you know, when the semester's over, the chances are, I mean, you know, I'm not going to see a lot of these students again except for passing in the hall and, you know, with masks, you know, you don't see them all, all the time. So it, it's a little bit different, a little bit less personal. So I am going to try to enjoy the students because they really are, we really have some awesome kids here. And, um, you know, it just it struck me as I was watching Karate Kid or Cobra Kai, even though it's not real, it's fictional, that it really just reminded me how good the students are here, and I don't want to lose sight of that. So my goal to start the year is just to enjoy these last three weeks with these students because I will not have them again. It's a it's a great goal, and and I think the the word we're looking for the resiliency a resiliency of our kids, and I think what happens is like anything you see a story on the news and there's a fight at a school or right. you know the, these kids did this and vandal, and it's one story out of you know we're here 180 some odd days a year right with 1100 rough ki- roughly 100 1100 kids, and. Uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, the 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 school day is fine, mm-hmm. and people are treated with respect, and we're very fortunate. And that's not just Carlson. I think yes, the Down River area. Right. Yes, and there are exceptions to all these, and and I think what happens is we too often we get lost in the when something bad goes wrong or when somebody does make a bad mistake, we lock into that and we focus on that. We don't focus on the other ninety eight percent of yeah. the time where things were fine. Today, talking to kids, and these kids now are so mentally strong. You know, we, we just came back. We dealt with mental trauma back pre-break with the Oxford situation. Mm-hmm. And now we're coming back, and these COVID cases are going through the roof. And kids, you know, there's discussions of, like, oh, my goodness, I hope we're not online. And some of our local districts did go online. And the kids are not panicking they're not you know i right. explain explain to what may happen or what could happen and i and i sort of gave a little speech too about you know i use my own personal example of catching it even though i was vaccinated and i'm pretty good about wearing my mask at work and i'm pretty good about keeping myself in safe situations just saying how contagious this strain and you know we got to sort of tighten things up um and the kids are fine. You know, they're fine. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, everyone's mental health is suffering. And I'm not saying that there isn't some people that are suffering sure. and whatnot. But I think for the most part, these kids are pretty darn tough, man. You, they get something new thrown at them another week yeah. back. And, okay, let's move go. on. Let's, let's get this, it yeah. done. And it's very impressive. And I think you're right. Instead of panicking or bad-mouthing stuff, it's you're right. Enjoy these two or three weeks because you're going to get a new batch here in a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I also I don't want to – I want to make clear I'm not minimizing – I, I know you weren't suggesting it was, but I'm not minimizing any of the awful stuff that has happened because there's been some things that have happened that shouldn't have but i think in general you know the kids are wonderful and you know like i said for me it's just to enjoy them because the these classes as we know them will no longer be regardless of how many students i have next semester that i have currently have this group of students that i have in my five classes will no longer be so i just want to want to at least press the pause button and enjoy that for a bit. Well, that's good. That's good. And again, these, again, these, we know these January is a fast month for yes. me always in education. And part of it is the um, exam days. Part of it is MLK day. It's a chopped up month a little bit and you come in and you know, we actually came in pretty early this year because yeah. of the way the calendar broke, but it can be a very quick month. Great goal. Um, me, 
my educate my work related goal. So the Carlson Library was remodeled back with bond work um, back during the COVID year. I mean, it's been a gradual process. It's like they remodeled all the physical aspects of it, the lighting, the the flooring. And then midway through last year, the new furniture finally arrived mm-hmm. and all the furniture got there. Um, and now I'm getting to the point where my technology is getting in there and I want, to, I want to sort of finish the whole project. And part of that includes we do now have a nice little mini computer lab up in there. I do want to get some artwork up on the walls. I, we're having a photography contest that's going on right now that we're trying to get some photography from local um, from students and or staff that of local. Um, I want to get those prints up. I'm, I'm going to get some quotes up. I want to get... Um, I just sort of want to finish it, which, which will end up being like a two-and-a-half, three-year project of no fault of anybody. Right. This is all COVID problem yeah. issue with delays in supplies and delays in technology and delays in this and that. But finally, to sort of have this, okay, it's done. It's sort of like been a running joke of, well, it is done, but it's sort of not done. So my goal is to wrap that up here in these next few months here uh, before we leave for the summer. And what that means at this point is adding the final technology. Like I said, we're making that sort of broadcast room. We're going to get some panels in there, um, some display panels, LCD panels, and um, also some artwork because my walls are pretty bare right now. So, again, just making it a comfortable, um, useful place for our students and staff to work. And that's my main goal for the rest of 2022 okay. education um, related. Um, what do I hope will be better in education, 2020, Lord, Mike, I truly hope, and um, I don't want to get all COVID. This, again, I'm not going to get in here into the debating of where we are with COVID and this sort of thing. I sure hope fall of 2022 is like the fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. I, if I could just have where I don't have to hear things like mask or contact tracing or um, a PCR test, mm-hmm. if, I, if all of these phrases that I'm hearing – can no longer be out, and it just goes back to being um, okay. If you're ill, stay home. Um, we're not gonna, you know, you don't. I, if I have to say at a homecoming dance again, pull up your oh mask God, one more yeah. time for another one. I don't know if I have any left in me. And I'm not trying to downplay no, the not. seriousness of the disease. I know people have lost loved ones. I know healthcare workers are strained to no end. But I guess you know what would I what would I hope would be better in education? Education is a tough job pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, we need to roll back just for the sake of my coworkers and my administrators and our support personnel and our nursing staff and our secretaries that if this level of work can be taken off their shoulders again and we can get back to 2019 and deal with uh, five and six tardies and cell phones <laughs> and uh, those sorts of things, I think everyone would be much happier. That would definitely be something I hope for will be better in education in 2022. Yeah, that's I, I, I echo that. Um, my goal was very similar, so I'm not even going to take any time. I thought you articulated it well. I just, you know, I, sometimes you reflect back to the things that, we, you know, you complained about before as an educator, and, man, you go back to those times right now, the way the situation is. And it's not, it's not terrible right now, but it would be so nice just to go back to not have to tell a kid, hey, pull up your mask, um, and just go back to the way things were because, yes, the, especially the fall new beginning of the school year, it's, it's always so much fun, and it would be so nice just to go back to start a school year the way we have in the past. And it would just be nice, too, if kids didn't have to miss a big – or staff would have to miss a big chunk of school, um, which you know takes away from the learning experience, takes away from your teaching experience. Um, that would be nice as well. So, yeah. yeah um, you know, hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and 
see where the curve is, I guess, in uh, September of uh, 22. Yeah. All right. Overrated, underrated. Happy New Year again. So we are going to do overrated, underrated New Year's Eve edition. I guess if you want to make a New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day, I don't want to take away anything that might be part of your um, – we haven't discussed this at all, right. so we don't know what we're going to say. So overrated, underrated. We just celebrated this last Friday, Saturday. This last Friday, Saturday. Again, we had an early break, which brought us right back after the New Year. Um, so we again, we're going to start with the overrated, end with the underrated. So what is your overrated New Year's Eve, New Year's Day element? All right. So for overrated, this oh man, this is another one of those really tricky ones. And my overrated, underrated are going to almost sound contradictory to a point. But I think the notion that it's a party night, I think just the whole idea that it has to be a party, I know there, I know it goes on. I'm not, I'm, obviously it goes on. But I think just the, Overall idea that you know, as adults, you had to get together and have these parties and stuff like that. I think it, that that notion is very antiquated and outdated. So therefore, I'm going to say the overrated part is just the part that you, the partying aspect of of, of New Year's. I've heard in the past, and probably should have looked this up to, before I cite this, that it, actually a bigger party night of the year is the night before Thanksgiving. I just think that the party aspect of New Year's is, is very outdated and overrated, so I'm going to go with that. Now, you're talking like any sort of, like going to a bar, going to a, yes. any sort of celebration aspect of New Year's Eve beyond something maybe just low-key. I, I just think the notion that the, it's a party. Okay. And you know what, Mike? I'm going to go off script here, and I'm going to bring my underrated in right now. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. There's, so I, I know we haven't done this before. And all right. Well, throw, cur- throw a curveball. So my underrated, I, I remember, and I don't want to get all cheesy on you here, but I remember a friend of mine made this quote, and I've, I've heard it since, but I, I want to give a shout-out to a friend of mine, Christian, who said, friends are family you choose. And so I think when, when we, people think about New Year's Eve, they generally don't think about the, the, the friendly aspect of it, getting together with friends. So... For underrated, I, I I think that's a part that's lost is how we get, you know, this is a night that you get to choose the people you're with, generally speaking. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a parent, that's a little bit different. But um, I just think that instead of viewing New Year's Eve through the prism of this, this wild party night, why not view it as a time to get with the friends that, you know, the family you choose? And, you know, we, we look at Christmas and we talk about being with loved ones and all that. For me, the underrated part is not necessarily, you know, the, the overrated part is the party part. The underrated part is, yeah, man, you get to spend a night uh, with people that you choose to, to spend with and these, these wonderful friends that you have that you normally don't get to uh, and doing whatever. You know, obviously you're ringing in the new year, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a party. It's just to, to me the, the focus should be on how you're getting to spend this time with the, the family that you choose. All right, so to clarify here, yeah, so I want to clarify for myself and our listeners. Yeah, overrated is the party element. The, the, the underrated, though, a selective party with only people that you no, want around. See, I, I, again, it's I'm fine. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Bash I know you're you here. not. I know you're I'm not. Just I'm not to, I, I think it's just it's the notion that you have. It's the, the the way New Year's is viewed. I think it's viewed that if you don't have a big old party or you're out putting on the town. That you're not really celebrating. Yes, New Year's. And, okay, and the okay. first, right. the first, yes, the, the the stereotypical New Year's party. It's it's okay. always the word party. Okay. And for me, I just I so maybe maybe I should have worded it different, and and called it more along the lines of uh, you know the the New Year's perception, the overrated perception okay. of what you have okay. to do on New Year's. I think I have a better understanding now, and I don't have any problem with that. I 
I've done multiple things for New Year's. My wife and I were actually telling the kids about this because the last couple of years, because of well, we were obviously locked down this year, so we weren't going to be celebrating with anyone. But we even did it, I think, the year previous. Is um, we sort of just it's been me, my wife, and the kids in the house. And yeah. um, but we there have been years um, our neighbors have had parties um, with, within the, within the last five years that we just walk over to our neighbors and it would be like you know there'd be food and drink and there'd be adults, kids, all sorts of things. And then there would also be years. In my younger days, we, 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 the kids couldn't believe it, but, like, my wife and I used to the Renaissance Center. We used to go downtown, dress up, like, really nicely dressed up, you know, and mm-hmm. go there. One year we did the Crystal Gardens thing, which a lot of people do, and I go, this mm-hmm. sort of fits into your thing. Yeah. We did these things, um, you know, back PK, pre-kids, when you didn't have to, you know, worry about that stuff and worry about being, um, um, you know, uh, home at a certain time or that sort of thing. So we've done all those sorts of things. Um, for me, though, one thing that I would never do, and is my overrated, um, is – New York City Times Square. Yeah. So, I, not only is it overrated, I'm going to go on and say, and again, I've never been there, so people are going to be like, well, you can't say just from, but I've watched it many of years. I don't see the enjoyment, the pleasure out of it. Freezing. Freezing. Yes. Shoulder to shoulder. I, don't, I usually use a different term when I use this. I'm not going to say it because we're fr- family friendly. Uh, shoulder to shoulder with thousands and thousands of people. I don't know what the bathroom situation is like. I don't know what time you have to get there. Um, all for watching a couple, you know, musical acts. Some of them a little washed up in all honesty. <laughs> so, know. listen, I got to say this, though. All right. I knew you were going this route, which I, I kind of thought that as well. I didn't want to, t- and we've had the same overrated at times, so it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I will also say, as a person that loves New York, maybe it's the allure of the city that people. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm making this clear. I, I wouldn't want to be there myself. But New York itself, to me, is is an amazing city. It, it, oh, I love the city. And right. and another thing about me personally, I sort of have an anxiety about being in large crowds, uncontrolled large crowds. So like, I can go to like a football game at Ford Field that where I have a seat mm-hmm. in a yes. printed number. Right. I have no problem. I don't have anxiety about that. I don't necessarily want to be in Times Square on a not a, a normal day. I'm fine with two. I'm, so I don't want people to think I'm like like what about Bob? Uh, <laughs> the second time we've referenced that in this uh, yeah. podcast. Um, but like to me, like Times Square, once you get into a crowd that big, where it's sort of like every man and woman for themselves. I would probably be a little anxious about that in general. I probably wouldn't be enjoying it. And then when you mentioned the weather, too, I'm sort of like thinking, like, okay, New York City is a beautiful city. But then I'm like thinking, like, I could probably handle if they doing the same thing on the Vegas Strip, where I knew I wouldn't be freezing, yeah. um, where I know that, okay, these places all up and down here are open, so if this does get lame, I can go into Caesars Palace and find a, you know, a bathroom or a bar or just get out of it. Whereas in Times Square, you're sort of, if you're yeah. not staying yeah. there, you're, at the, you're wherever you are. So again, to me, it's just like the enjoyment is not worth, worth it at all. Yes. At all. Overrated. Fair. Um, the enjoyment's not worth it, not just because of what it is. I, again, I think New York City is a great city. I, would I go there on January 2nd? I would. Would I go there on December 30th? I probably would. But I have no desire to stand on that crowd. And my wife says sometimes she thinks they got to be there like from 6 a.m. on. And non- I'm like, no way. There, there's no enjoyment to that. Overrated. Um, I'd love to know from people that lived in New York, too, like is that mostly tourists or is it locals? Is it people? I, I don't even know. Yeah, to me, question. it's overrated. Underrated is going to tie sort of back into your underrated. Like I said, the last couple of years, but it doesn't have to be um, just, like you said, doing small things at home. I like that. That's what we've done. But surprise, surprise, it's going to come back to food with me. New Year's Eve, very underrated dining evening, if done correctly. Mm-hmm. It has been some of the best 
dining I've ever had in my life, whether it be at those things at the Renaissance or at these parties. People usually do what I like about New Year's Eve dining. It's not really a main course dining. It is a small plates sure. if you want to get fancy, but for us normal downriver guys, it's like appetizers. Mm-hmm. It's small, easy things to eat and people and dips and people usually do a great menu with it wherever you are. Now, some of the big parties, like at the halls, they start rolling out the crab legs and prime rib. There's some things that are the standard New Year's Eve. Right. But it's usually a really, and that's what it's, my kids look forward to it every year. I sort of have the same, a, a, a standard menu of things we do, and I make like a big buffalo chicken dip that I do, and like, uh, you know, roast up some mm-hmm. kind of, you know, pigs in a blanket, and lots of chips, dips, pizza, you know, just yeah. a great, where you and you set that out about three o'clock. And then you just pick at it for hours. And this goes with my theme, too. Like, there's so many other things to New Year's, but I think just the idea, and again, I wish I could reframe the way I, I, I said it. It, it. But you're right. We work with another staff member, Kelly Warren, who does crab legs every year with this family. That's their, that's that's their tradition, thing. Yep. It's a tradition. And it's like there, there's so many other things that come with New Year's. I just hate the synonymous na- nature that you know, the party aspect of it. And I think people go through phases. Like people will go through phases, just like I talked about with me and my wife. You know, you go through phases where you maybe do get dressed up and go out. There may be a phase where you decide to go do Times Square, bless your soul. But the one thing is, is for me, an underrated aspect that a lot of people don't think of. You know, people think of food, oh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, the turkey dinner. You don't really hear people say, what's your New Year's Eve menu? No. No, But but it happens now. And I think people, to me, it's now a very underrated dining holiday. To me, it's probably second behind Thanksgiving sure. it, as far as if people do it right. And a lot of people do it right. The parties we went to here locally, like I said, were always, I've never been disappointed with a thing with a, a new year's Eve spread and uh, underrated aspect. And you don't, I don't think I didn't even think about it until we started when I started post new year's Eve working on the script, realizing, you know what, now that I think about it, that's one of my favorite eating days of the year. So okay. All right. Fair. Good, good. All right. Okay. Hot mic this week. What do you have first? You've had two full weeks to let something simmer or you, like me, you wrote one thing, just crossed it off, something else came in its place, something else came in its place. So what is your hot mic, your first hot mic? By the way, we're going to call this season two. Yes. All right, we're yes. going on the calendar year, not the school year. It, yeah. This is season two, episode one. What is your first hot mic for season two, episode one? All right. So this is more of a PSA, public service announcement, and I'm going to need the listener to maybe offer some, some suggestions here. But I want you to visualize you're at a, a family party with the in-laws or you're at a, a – uh, get together, I should say, on Christmas. And, you know, there's a lot of people there, and you get to the point of the party where it's time to say goodbye. And again, you're kind of the, you know, you may know people at this point in time, but, you know, depending how long you've been in a relationship, whatever. But the goodbyes are starting, and your wife, your girlfriend, your spouse, whatever, are, is saying goodbye. And their goodbyes take a while, right? And you stand there awkwardly. And you have to look around, look like you're maybe busy, look like you're maybe focusing on something. And to me, we have to come up with a different way, society-wise, socially, to make these moments less awkward. Or we don't call somebody rude if they just skedaddle without saying goodbye to everybody. Because to me, that is an awkward situation to be in. It's happened a number of times in my life. And I've always wondered, how can I get through this awkward phase of saying goodbye to everybody without having to actually do so. Because you could have, you could literally be with a person that talks to everybody for two or three minutes. And if you have 20 people there, that goodbye can take as long as a half hour to an hour. That's not worth it. And it's, to me, it's awkward. So what could be socially 
acceptable that you don't come across as rude if you don't have to participate in this goodbye. Yeah, and that's t- – now, listen, I'm the king of sort of just sneaking out. Uh, uh, not to offend anyone, but the term is an Irish goodbye, I believe, you know, right? Like, am I right? And uh, No comment. The, the I – now, the family one, that's hard to do. I'm talking about, like, social situations when you're out with friends or – or parties or that sort of thing, but you're right, family. You can't do that, or like, a, especially a relationship. Or so you're right, and I, and I'm the type of person too. I like to get out, like you know, give the look, yeah, you know, say goodbyes and go. Now, granted, it's a little different if you're like on the other side. Like I visited family in Pittsburgh, and you know we're leaving town. Well, that's a little different than just being at a party on the other side of town. Um, but still, you're right, man. It is such an awkward situation, and I don't know what the answer is. Is there a way to say goodbye before, like, as we're talking during this get together? Like, hey, I'm going to say goodbye to you right now, even though I might. Have, I mean, is there a way to get that out of the way so somebody is not left feeling I, here, weird? Here's my situation. I'll never be offended if <laughs> same here. If, if, if anyone wants to leave my presence and not say goodbye, do not worry. You will not hurt my feelings. Do not feel like you have to come up and say. Goodbye to me. I'm, I'm sort of we're, – we're planning my daughter's graduation party coming up in, uh, for this coming summer. And th- now you've already got me thinking about this. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm going to put that on a sign or something. Don't worry. You don't have to say goodbye. Don't have to, to say goodbye. Th- right. Because whenever I go to the grad parties, I feel like, oh, we got to go say goodbye to so-and-so. And, like, they're always talking to other people yeah. that I got there. You know what? I think I'm going to do something like that. Like, don't worry. Right. And don't- that's other th- I mean, think about Chloe in this circumstance. Like for her, like people feel like they have to say goodbye to her. I mean, I mean she has to say two hundred goodbyes. Yeah, no, and hellos. Like you greet them. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna put something. I like that. I think I'm gonna put like a banner up. Party rules. You know, like rule number one. <laughs> rule number two has to be for you. <laughs> yeah. Rule number one: worry about yourself. <laughs> rule number two: uh, don't worry about saying goodbye. Yeah. yeah there you rule go. number three: have fun. You know, like something like that. So I, I get it. I, that's the one the audience is gonna have to answer. I don't know because I'm like I said I. I've been there, and, like, I'll start the car. Like, there's some times where I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go, uh, you know, luckily one day, the last one we went to, there was a bad snow. It was that snow over Thanksgiving, remember? That, that, and I'm like, I'm going to go yeah. brush the car off. <laughs> and I went out and brushed the car off, and they were still saying goodbyes. Yeah. But, like, but I had to legitimately brush the car off. Well, you f- see, you found something. That's what I'm saying. You have to find something to do, yeah, or the, you the, have to look like you're busy. And it just, it's weird. There we go. One odd benefit to the snow in Michigan is you can, if you're at a party, <laughs> you, can, way out. you can go out and start brushing off the snow. Okay. So um, my hot mic take. So I, um, I was very fortunate. My family's Christmas, which we celebrated pre-COVID tests. Um, so we, we did let everyone know. But um, I, my sister um, and my parents combined to get me a nice pair of Nike Air Jordans. Okay, now I'm not a uh, big sneakerhead. I normally buy like one or two pairs of, um, I've got like Under Armour. I go to Amazon, I type in Under Armour t- tennis shoes, and like if something pops up in the 30s, I'm like a happy guy. Okay, <laughs> like I'm like, no, you know, I'm not wearing New Balances or anything, but still, I'm like, you know. Air Jordans though, Mike? Yeah, oh, God, I know. Don't get on. Listen, that's not the Come point on. of this. All that's right, not, go on. I'm sorry. All right, so, but nice shoes, man. I haven't had shoes like this nice and pricey in a while. Ugh. Can you get? Can you let the Michael Jordan got it, get got out it, of your head for a minute? Okay, all right. All right. All right. All right. So, but again, a nice pair of shoes. So, what's the first thing that my son, um, you know, who again this age, and this isn't just him. This is this age of kids now. What's the big thing about new, nice tennis shoes nowadays that none of the kids want to do? They don't want to crease the shoes. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. Oh, listen. So this is like a big thing. Like in Sweeney, I think mentioned something about this, Mister Sweeney. Our visit that the way the kids walk down the hall. They walk down the hall, so they're trying not to crease their oh, shoes. Lord. 
So Nate comes up to me. He's like, you got to cut these little things. I took the, you know, the cardboard things that are in yeah. the shoes. He's like, no, you got to keep those in there so you don't crease these when oh. you wear them. And I'm like, I go, well, don't worry. I'm not going to wear them like, uh, you know, on like today. We had a lot of ice and snow on the ground. Didn't wear them today. I'm wearing the trusty black Under Armour, yeah. all right? But, you know, maybe a nice 75-degree day in May, I'll bring out the Air Jordans. They're nice. They're blue and white. Um, and Nate's like, oh, no, you don't have to wait that long to wear them. But, but whenever you wear them, just make sure you don't crease them. Mm. And I'm like, creasing? I just want to keep them, like, clean and looking good. Yeah. Like, what's the and, and sure enough, I started – all these other people started talking to me. like, oh, you can't crease your shoes. This Jeez. is a big thing now, not creasing your tennis shoes. Now, I sound, now we sound like the two – you didn't even know about it. No. At least I had heard about it. I heard about it even prior Jeez. to um, prior to my – gift but this is a thing now you don't want to crease your shoes not only do you got to keep them clean. that was because that was it one day after practice cross-country practice because these kids all have multiple shoes too right so nate has the shoes he wears to school then he had his running shoes obviously well i threw his backpack in the back of the car um prior to practice now i coach cross-country yeah. so that's why he after practice he comes to go get his stuff he was you would have thought like i broke his playstation wow. he's like you you threw something on top of my bag my shoes are probably creased now i'm like what what does that even mean creased. so Jeez. now i'm all like paranoid now i got this i was all excited about having this nice pair of shoes i can easily handle them not wearing them on a wet muddy snowy day but now i also got right now honest to god there's these two cardboard pieces in there up underneath the front of the shoe so i don't crease them wow so, i mean i get I, you know i'm Famous scene and do the right thing. The Jordans, you can't scuff the Jordans, right? <laughs> well, I get you, it, but now you can't crease. Now you can't crease them, man. Yeah, so that's the new big thing, Ooh. I guess, with having nice shoes. Now, who, now like I said, I'm, it's like getting a new car. You're worried about driving around a new car. Now with shoes, I'm like, I'm not even going to be worried about walking in these. And like, not to mention, you know, it's one thing to step in dog crap or a pile of snow, <laughs> but now you can't even like bend. Do I got to walk around like flat footed? I, I don't even, I don't even know how you avoid creasing your Screw shoes. Screw up so your that, posture and so injure yourself. I, to I keep I, these I, all, all to keep it, But again, it's a shoe. Eventually, it's going to show wear and tear, right? Like yeah. eventually you, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not going to be playing basketball out in these things or, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but that, yeah, that's my hot mic take this week. I don't know. I'm going to try to my best to avoid creasing the shoes. Maybe I'll snap a picture of them, put them on the Facebook page pre, pre-creased so that we can see and uh, see what's going on there. So. Um, that's going to be it for our first episode of 2022. Now we got some big things coming forward. These are some, so we talked a little bit about earlier. I just want to again, go over these. So, um, the studio B is going to be put in this week. So we're going to have another studio up right up in the library where we'll be able to, um, record. We also have researched and have a method now where we are going to be able to, um, uh, do our podcast, even if we're out of work for a week or two, or we can't, sometimes we had even the problem before of getting lining up time just because we're both very busy. Your daughters have events. My kid has events. We both work events after school. It's, it's so sometimes finding a half hour after work isn't easy, but we can maybe do something at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And that's something we'll be able to do. The audio might not be as good as this because we're going to be using our own system, but that's something that we're going to put out there. The webpage, passthemikepodcast.com is going to go live this Friday with uh, this episode that is done and ready to go. I think it looks pretty good. It's a good place to check stuff out. Um, the other method of recording, we might even have some video in there, um, which you may not or may or may not want to watch. We may drop that on a YouTube channel there. And also, I think we are going to have our first guest um, in February. That's what we're going to look for, right? Yeah. Do you want to officially lay the invite out on the air today to the person you were thinking of? Well, it was uh, it was she won. Oh, so Miss so Crampton, Miss Evie Crampton, Evie yes. Crampton. The, we are officially inviting you, Miss Crampton. First week of February, 
to a recording of Pass the Mic. We'll see if uh, she is a Carlson alum and now one of our um, excellent staff members here so that she will be our um, first guest if she accepts the invite. I'm right. assuming she would. She seemed very excited about it. Yes. So. We're also still waiting on uh, Mike Tomlin. Yes. Well, you know what? According to some Steeler fans, Mike Tomlin may be unemployed here in a week or two. I don't agree with those fans, but uh, that's uh, the way they... Boy, the standards of football, not to change the subject for 10 seconds here, though. Man, standards of football in different towns. Yeah, I mean, the people in Pittsburgh need to realize there's only one... There were people bashing Ben Roth, bashing Tomlin, because they're like, oh, Roethlisberger's only going to win two Super Bowls in his illustrious career. And I'm like, well, Aaron Rodgers has won one. Right. Um, you know... Everyone, everyone wants to th- compare Peyton to Tom, Manning Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. That's a fluke. Right. All right? Tom, uh, Peyton Manning, one, two. two. Drew Brees was only one, right? One. Drew Brees yeah. was one. Um, you know, so. Dan Marino. I mean, I don't want to do this all day, but Dan Marino won yeah. number one in the I think two Super Bowls over a career span is pretty darn good. Yes. So, um, that's just, and playing in three. So, yeah. you know, and. If, what's a running back Mendenhall right from yeah, Illinois? If he doesn't yeah. fumble that ball against the Packers, Rodgers has zero, and Roethlisberger yeah. has three. So yeah. enough with that. Okay, that looks like everything. Happy New Year, everyone! Thank you for listening. We will be back uh, next week, and we look forward to an excellent 2022. Are you?